Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a cell phone and a bush baby. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. My boys have some weird obsession with me playing in their rooms. I don't know what it is. I could be in the living room, playing with cars. We could be the only ones there. And they will look at me and say, Daddy, play in my room with me, please. So now I have to get up off the ground in the nice carpeted living room and schlep into their little tiny rooms and sit crisscross applesauce on their hard rugs over their hardwood and play with the same toys we were playing with in the TV room, in our living room. So I find myself there quite frequently as, of course, try to make my kids feel special. I try to help them feel like we had alone time. Even though we were alone in the living room, they just wanted to be in the room. So we're in the bedroom recently. I'm with my, with my youngest, my four-year-old, and he's playing with something. And I have a ton going on lately. I don't know what's exactly happened, but I've been interviewing a ton of people for the, the Board of Education election and interviewing somebody running for town council. And tremendous interviews, by the way. If you haven't listened to them and you live in the San Ramon Valley area, it's it's amazing to hear the depth and nuance that these people are going through trying to get our schools to stay at the top or even improve. Because again, we have very, very good schools here, which is wonderful. That's one of the reasons why my wife and I moved here. So it's really cool talking to these people, but there are so many things going on. Juniors are ticking back up with, with test prep and seniors are texting me all the time about essays, trying to get lined up for essay classes. I'm running essay classes at the local high schools as well. They hired me to do that. I have a lot going on, which is great. I'm not complaining about this at all, by the way. Let me be clear. God bless it all. I am happy, happy to be busy, but I'm busy. I'm busy. So I'm playing in this room with my boy playing little matchbox cars with him. And I have my cell phone next to me. Now I try really hard not to have my cell phone with me. I try really hard not to be looking at it. I try really hard to be present. But with everything going on, oh, like the text messages keep coming in and, and I can try to ignore those, fine. But the problems I'm working through or the things I'm considering, those are working around in, my, in the background of my head. It's like, oh, I got to call the insurance lady or, oh, I got this idea for a podcast or, oh, I should call this guy and see if he wants to chat. All of these different things are running and I have a running to-do list on my cell phone that I always have to pick up. Now, I've tried taking around a little paper notebook to write it down, but man, it's so ineffective. And if my boys see a piece of paper and pencil, they're going to want to grab that beast and scribble all over it. So my cell phone really works the best. So I have my phone next to me and I catch myself looking at it or, or fussing with it. And my son's, you know, rolling a, I don't know, a marble or something and wants me to look at him. He's like, yes, yes, I'm looking at your marble. That's a beautiful marble. Okay, awesome. We showed the marble races and they love the marble races. So they always want to show me their marbles, even though, of course, I've seen the marbles before. And I just, I just felt really bad the other day. I was sitting on the floor and I just started really getting down on myself. It's like, damn it, man. Why can't you just turn it off? Not my phone. It's my head. I just couldn't turn off my head. And if you think it's just when I was hanging out in that room, 
you're wrong. I woke up at 4 a.m. yesterday, 4 a.m., sitting, thinking about a comic show that I'm going to put on for my students when we get out of COVID. Now, we're not even near being out of COVID. I'm thinking four to eight months from now, having a big, awesome night, having my students there, renting out a community center as a celebration that we made it through. I'd have guest performers, and then I'd get up and do like an hour comedy skit. I've already started working it out. These are all the things floating around in my head. I can't stop them from coming. It's like a poorly managed explosion all day long. And I I try to turn it off, but it's tough. These are the things that are floating around. And I heard, I heard a podcast recently where a guest was talking about visiting Africa and living with these hunter-gatherers for some time. It was really interesting. He's talking about one of the last tribes of hunter-gatherers, and obviously they're not living in prosperity. The, the big game that used to be there when the elders were younger is gone. They used to be able to bring down elephants and, you know, a giraffe or a hippopotamus or, or something like that, and everybody would eat. And now, now they pretty much just eat baboon. That's pretty much the only thing that still lives in the area. The, the environment has changed. Poaching has changed it a lot. You just, you can't walk outside and just find an elephant and take the elephant down. And he was talking about one of the younger, one of the younger kids taking him around, not taking him around town, but taking him around his town essentially, which is just this wilderness that they happen to be hanging out in. Because again, they, they're nomadic. They just pick up and move. So he's wandering through and talking to him about these little things. And mid conversation, this kid out of nowhere, I think he was like eight, reaches to his hip, grabs a slingshot, pulls a rock out of somewhere and fires into this tree and boom, this little bush baby drops down. This little like tiny monkey looking thing. Like a, think of a furry monkey mouse. That's what it looks like. Grabs the bush baby, breaks both its legs, slings it over his back and keeps talking as if nothing has happened. And the guy watching this was like, what the hell? What just happened? And the dude literally was like, oh, it's a snack for later. He didn't know if he was getting baboon that night. He didn't know if he was going to have lunch. He didn't know if he was eating. So he sees a bush baby. He's shooting it. And you realize when you hear this that indigenous people, they don't have stores of food. Right? Like these hunter-gatherers, which are as close to what we used to be back in the day, they don't have stores of food. They don't have collections. And now that the larger game is gone, they don't have this giant you know, elephant that they can go take down or like a giraffe or, or, or anything. They don't have the ability to just have these giant piles of meat walking around and they go, as a group, take one down whenever they want. It just doesn't work that way. So they are constantly, constantly on alert. For two little eyes in a tree, a little bush baby, a little bird, a little anything. They're constantly on alert for seeing, seeing some source of food that other people may not be seeing. And even though the guy was in mid-conversation with the kid, the kid didn't turn that off. The kid was always on, always looking, always thinking. 
always looking for food. And I started thinking about this a lot in relation to me and my phone. Because it bothers me. It bothers me that when I'm sitting in my kid's room and he's trying to show me a marble or like a matchbox car or something, it bothers me that I look down at my phone and I'm like, dang it, why are you doing that? But even when you go to the most primal, basic way of living, hunter-gatherer, they're still thinking about hunting and gathering all the time. They're still thinking about getting food and providing for their family, for their tribe, all the time. It never turns off. There's never a time in that kid's day, at least it doesn't seem, when he stops thinking about getting food that he could get. It doesn't matter what he's doing. And I've never heard anyone who's interviewed or lived with tribal people say that they just wish they could turn off their hunting instinct. And you know what? As bad as I've always felt about my cell phone, I don't sit on social media. I'm not using it for entertainment. I'm not checking the weather or checking the news. I don't even have the news app. I'm hunting. I'm responding to texts from parents and students. I'm responding to emails. I'm writing down little things to do on this podcast. I am always hunting. And yeah, there's a time when you can turn it off. We're fortunate enough to have pantries of food and a a fruit bowl on the table. I can grab an apple whenever I want. Yes. Yes, I get it. It's not the exact same, but you know what? It's pretty similar. And I know at the end of the day, if I responded to 100 text messages and my clients are happy and everything's going well and I have a class the next day that has at least one or two kids in it, I know I hunted well that day. I know I did it right. And especially in times like this, where there's so many people out of work and there's so much uncertainty and there's so much worry and fear about what's going to happen tomorrow, I'm not going to apologize for hunting. I'm not going to feel bad about hunting. I'm going to do it efficiently. I'm going to do it successfully. And I'm going to bring home some food for my kids. And you should too. I'm Matt Todd. And this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it. Thank you, everyone. And please do remember the essay classes are lining up daily as are the SAT and ACT review. If you need some help, just hit me up.